Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center Podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition, the 150th edition of Star Wars Rank, where for 149 episodes till today, me and guests, and sometimes just me, though those days are long gone, I don't, I don't do the solo ranks as much because I love talking with other people about Star Wars and our rankings and our lists, and the person we do that the most with is Joseph Scrimshaw, and he's here today. Hello, sir. I am very happy to be here on 150. 
Big numbers. You know, numbers can mean what, you know, you want them to mean. Sometimes the number doesn't mean anything to me. But 150, we've been doing this uh, for a few years now. A lot of fun. And we, Joseph, are going to celebrate in a big way a uh, listener-suggested topic, which was based off another (laughs) listener-suggested or inspired topic. Uh, We are doing our favorite rebel moments. I'm being careful to say rebel moments, not favorite rebels moments, because this is not (laughs) all about Star Wars rebels. But Joseph, we looked at the Imperial officers and our favorite moments with those characters and those those beats in the movies. It only seemed right to look at the other side. Yeah. Yeah. We got a a great uh, question for the questions from the force uh, show that we do about Imperials. And then we started making lists and like, wait, let's do that is a full ranked. We put that one out and uh, listeners like, Hey, balance in the force. Let's do some uh, rebels, uh, rebel officers, rebel Mm -hmm. (laughs) leaders, those moments ranked. And that was really, really fun to do. Really was fun. And I I, I even surprised myself some of my choices when I started to dig in a little deep and uh, what what has been with me my entire life and what maybe has more meaning even the last year or two just in terms of rebels and their and their action and to be clear as always you know i think with the imperial officers one that was pretty specific imperial officers you know what those guys are you know yeah. those characters are this one it's rebel leaders we're not necessarily including uh han luke leia lando some of those bigger characters which uh, have their own list these are some of the rebels uh, who are in the fight? They are leaders. They're they're out there making uh, making the magic happen for the rebellion. So we don't put a lot of constraints on what we do when we put these lists together. Uh, Joseph and I kind of cook them up on our own, uh, but you'll see that kind of theme emerge. So uh, it just I say that to be like if you're like, well, where's General Lando? Well, you know he's Lando Calrissian. He deserves his own. So. Yeah, we didn't for imperial moments. Didn't do like yeah when when uh, <laughs> Palpatine <laughs> shoots uh, Luke with lightning. Yeah, so I stayed away from main characters and yeah. you know even like the main characters of rogue one and for me i just really mm-hmm. kind of approached it as anybody else who would proudly tell you that they're a part of the rebel alliance yeah yeah and and some wonderful small moments and some big giant moments too all wrapped up in this list here so joseph uh let's see if anything else to say about the state of the rebellion let's dive into this list here uh, nope, I'm ready. My number five is uh, it was one of the ones that as soon as we d- agreed that we we're going to do this, I was like, that's got to be on my list. Where should it go on my list? I'm like, let's just start with it because it is the spirit of the rebellion. It is uh, the spirit of resisting a tyrannical empire. And it is a small character whose name I've been happy to learn in the last several years. Yeah. And that is a Torin Far in the command center on Hoth, Echo Base, uh, saying, stand by, Iron Control fire <laughs> mm. uh she is of course noteworthy because uh, love the original trilogies obviously uh there's definitely uh some uh gender issues where they're not seeing a lot of women in particular empire strikes back uh it's pretty much leia and torn far uh so she does make an impact for me and it's one of those lines like there's so many lines in the original trilogy that we watched again and again that you know mm-hmm. almost every line becomes quotable right yeah. yeah. Uh, but I go back to this one because it, it, it just it kind of feels symbolic. She's she she comes off so so strong, so resolute, so confident. And the thing that she is, you know, uh, in, in charge of and uh, is given the command on is this scrappy plan. Right. Like uh, we absolutely cannot take on the Imperial fleet. Uh, but they're really cocky that we have no way out of this. But we do have a clever way out. We're firing this, uh, our one big asset, this massive ion cannon, 
uh, and then our ships are just going to sail past these uh, impaired imperial ships. So like just uh, that it kind of symbolizes that that plan uh, mm-hmm. in that spirit of live to fight another day. Right. She's not like saying mm-hmm. uh, stand by plasma cannon to blow up that star destroyer. She's like we're going to get we're going to get away. We're going to live to fight another day. Stand by iron control fire. Love everything about this. No surprise that it's uh, on your list because you've spoken so highly of this character, but I, I, as you should, because this is just a classic line. Uh, how many times have you said this on the playground or uh, <laughs> in the theater when you're, or at a bar? And and I do love that we now have this name, Torn Far, which I think is a great Star Wars name. Mm-hmm. Uh, this name associated with this person doing this very important thing there. Uh, and, and she does it with just this real professional efficiency. I love that it's just, she's got all the confidence. Someone was like, yeah, this is going to work because this is what we do. And this is the, the chances we take. Uh, and it's almost inspired you, not, not directly, you know, at the time of 1980, but you, you think of Jen Erso and her speech, if, you know, we just keep, we keep taking chances so the chances are spent. And this is what you do. You're in the rebellion. And it's just such a classic moment. I think I was enthralled with this moment as a kid, this big, giant, gone like what is that it's a big, <laughs> big ball turret and everything i was obsessed with it as a kid obsessed with the sequence and none of that happens without standby iron control fire i love everything yeah. about it love it and it's it's so it's so science fictiony space fantasy too of like you know especially as a kid like i didn't know what ion control was and then like later with video games like ah, i see it shorts out electric like who cares it's just cool and it sounds cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah and in, in our ranked episode we talked about the other side of of you know mm-hmm. this whole kind of uh our first catch of the day and, and the pomposity of the empire and the the overconfidence and, and here's the other side there's there's some confidence at the rebellion but confidence that they're taking this big chance so i love love this kind of bookends of the same moment here Exactly. A little bit of bookends in the battle between the rebels and the empire. So that's my number five, standby ion control. Wow, that's a great place to start. By that, I mean Echo Base. That's where my list uh, takes me first. And much like I think, Joseph, you even said with, you know, this idea comes uh, about to do this ranked and you probably immediately went to Torn Far. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I immediately went to this moment, and it's kind of weird because I wouldn't call it a big, giant Star Wars moment. Ah, but we think it might be. And I know this one's close to your heart as well. My number five is General Carlos Rican saying to Han Solo after Han's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Death Mark's not an easy thing to live with. You're a good fighter, Solo. I hate to lose you. Obsessed with this moment, Joseph. Obsessed with it. <laughs> and I've been obsessed my entire life. I don't mean to put so uh, you know so much into that little line and, and retroactively say it's uh, so important in my upbringing. But uh, this one kind of is. It is this, this person in a position of power. It's someone else with a, a kind of a differing opinion on the situation or something they got to do. There's no fighting. There's just honesty. There's just, you know, saying what my needs are. And that person, uh, right can acknowledging the needs, saying his truth and then letting you go. <laughs> That's just something powerful about it. There's something so about the rebel Alliance here. You imagine on the, in- you know, look at Han, look at Han with the Imperial Academy. Look at him. He's a traitor. He's a deserter. He has a uh, different thoughts on situations and he's treated, uh, horribly. Uh, and here's the rebellion side of it. Hey, I gotta go. I can't stay here for this. I know it's pretty big, but I gotta go. Cause it's in my character, my nature to run, but I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta death mark. And I just love Rykan. I just love Rykan. That's great leadership to me. Uh, and, and I also just love the line, such a star Wars line, a death mark's not an easy thing to live with. And as a kid, I was terrified. I was like, I don't want a death mark on. Me. <laughs> 
I don't want it. So anyways, I love this moment. I absolutely love uh, General Riken and I love, I love uh, this whole little sequence here in the beginning of Empire. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you started with it. I had my runners up and uh, honorable mentions and I'm really glad to be able to uh, to talk about it more uh, because mm-hmm. it, I think I think I must have known General uh, Reikin, as I called it, or how, how are you pronouncing his name? I always said General Riken. Rikan uh, is probably more correct. Uh, yeah, it's also, Leia says at one point, but then, you know, never trust what a character in Star Wars says. It's always different. <laughs> yeah, some of these characters that I have been just saying in whatever way I decided to pronounce their name as a child, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes yeah. I really have to revisit and go, okay, wait, what is it? Uh, anyway, the general, right? I, I've always liked him uh, because I think he just has this sort of like um, a friendly teacher vibe, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I had lots of teachers who were uh, scary or stressed. And then I had those ones that just sort of exuded. You can come to me with anything. I gotcha. And I think I just kind of gravitated toward him. I didn't think about it that way. But I think that's why is like he felt comforting, mm. not like yeah. gruff yeah. military guy who tells you what's what and give me 50 pushups. And that's the best for you. He's just like, <laughs> well, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. We have to. And afterwards, look, we'll have a beer. Like he's just got yeah. this like uh, not the teachers should say we, we afterwards <laughs> will have a beer. I'm not advocating that. I'm talking myself into a corner. So I, I always liked his mood. I think you're right that it is an important kind of uh, uh, plot point of distinction between the Empire. Like, yeah, Han couldn't go like, look, I, I've been helping out for as long as I can. I got to go. Right. It's the spirit of the alliance of like, you, we only want you here if you want to be here. Yeah. And if you yeah. need to go, that's the spirit of who we are. That's why we're doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then mm-hmm. go. Uh, so the and I think reflecting on that, is I got older and watched this in just like how much he's like, yeah, no discussion. There's not even any, could you wait two days? <laughs> just, I mean, there is the later thing with Leia where, you know, there's yeah. a specific time that he's going to, the ship is going to be cleared to leave. Yeah. But yeah. this is just like, yeah, no, there's no argument. There's no debate. Uh, and I've always loved the, um, uh, the a death mark's not an easy thing to live with. It's always struck me as cool. But recently it's really been like, what life has the general led? <laughs> How common is this, right? Like the, Han's a scoundrel and he, he pissed off one of the biggest gangsters in the galaxy, right? Uh, but how much he's just cold quick left? Like general's really got to like, yeah, no, I've been there. I've, uh, I've had about uh, four and a half death marks. Oof, they're rough. Yeah. They're rough. I get you. Like, like <laughs> he's talking about it like it's a colonoscopy, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Not fun, but you got to get through it. I understand, Solo. Like, yeah. uh, I love that vibe. Yeah. And he's like, well, I do one guy, Evazin. Evazin. He had like 12 <laughs> death sentences uh, or death sentences on 12 sentences. Wow. No, you know what? And it's, um, it's big world building if you're a young fan or at any point, not just saying that you watched this in 1980, at any point you kind of come into Star Wars, you're right. There's just, just this casualness of, of, of Riken just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, you got one of those? Not good, not good. And it just <laughs> just makes, you know, what life is Han led at the time? You know, we, we didn't know as much and, and I hadn't taken a dive into those uh, legend books yet when I'm re- seeing this as a young kid. So, yeah, it's a big world building thing as well. Yeah, if I don't pay off a job, I'm a dead man. It's like, yeah, no, I get it. And then the handshake, right? Like, Yes. It, it's so, I know, I know you like the handshake. Why, why does a handshake speak to you? I, first of all, I am kind of a handshaker uh, person, which, you know, the pandemic has forced me to uh, maybe adjust a little bit there. Uh, and I, I just love everything about what handshakes are, what they can be. It's a, it's a, 
it's like a you know what what was the first hand handshake in recorded history? Like someone's like, what, if, <laughs> what should we do? Oh yeah, let's let's do this. Uh, it's big in the world of pro wrestling where handshakes. Uh, there's the light handshake, which people make fun of, but it's it's a signal for it's old uh, old uh, kayfabe, uh, you know, circusy kind of like you're mm. in on the work. So I'm fascinated with a good handshake, and I don't necessarily think the strongest grip the rip your arm off handshake works, but 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 Riken's firm. We're coming to an agreement and I'm okay with this. And this is, this is the way I'm showing my emotion and my connection and appreciation of you. It's just this firm handshake in the middle of all this rebellion. Yeah. It is just really showing respect. Again, there isn't any like, what a quitter, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) It's just this firm sign of respect. It's also just one of those moments in Star Wars, as much as it's weird space fantasy that there's a lot of just like, yeah, they they have a lot of the things that we have in our culture, like firm handshakes, you know? Yes, yes. No messy exit interview, just a firm handshake from General <laughs> Reekin Riken. Love that. What a what a fun start to our list here. We are going to leave Echo Base, though, and uh, go on to your number four, sir. Uh, my number four, I already have to take back another thing I said. I always said that my list featured people who were all, all proud to be a part of the Rebel Alliance. And <laughs> <laughs> I had to include one of my favorite Rebel moments because this is a person high up in the Alliance. Uh, but in a dark moment for the Alliance, expressing uh, a lot of doubt. Uh, we're going to Rogue One. We're going uh, We're going to visit this uh, Rogue One, I think, a few times. Uh, but that great and surprising scene where Jin brings the information to the heroes, to the Rebel Alliance, lays out the case that her father, the Imperial scientist, was actually brave enough to uh, risk his life by putting in a flaw in the Death Star. They just need to get the plans and uh, encounters a huge amount of doubt, cynicism, fear, all of the risks that Star Wars teaches us. This is what stops us uh, from being hopeful. This is what stops us from connecting. This is what stops us from taking a chance to try to make things better. And uh, I've, I've continued to love more and more that Rogue One tells that story. And the poster child of that for me is Noor Jabel. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, there are multiple leaders pushing back, uh, Vas, Vaspar, uh, Trina Palmo. Uh, but Noor Jabel is just the whiny, uh, pinch face, doubting mm. energy that's just, uh, it's the specific moment is him going, a Death Star? This is nonsense. Uh, I love it because it's delivered to be like just so full of doubt and fear, but covered up with absolute certainty. It's that delivery of his of this is nonsense. I reject it. It's this very real world thing of like, nothing that bad could have been happening. And you can almost hear the whisper in somebody's mind of like, I deny that bad thing is happening. And you can hear the whisper of, because then I'd have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that I think is what's going on with, uh, with Noah Jabel. Uh, we know from Canon, he sticks around for a long time. So he, uh, he survives, he rides it out, even though he is, Mm-hmm. <laughs> wrong in this uh, rebel meeting final thing is I just kind of love it because it also has this echo of like I am sure that actual fans of Star Wars have at some point in their life had a figure <laughs> not an action figure but a person in their life who you know they were prattling on about the Death Star <laughs> or anything else in Star Wars and had someone say in the exact same delivery as Noah Jabel uh, like what do you want for Christmas a Death Star a Death Star this is nonsense <laughs> So true. Oh, gosh. That's like growing up in the late 80s. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, love everything. Yeah, uh, uh, love that. You, love your twist on this being on, on the moment and what it represents. I was re- rewatching this scene this morning, and he when he says it, there's an energy to his words that I, I I call it like he's spitting out the truth. Not he's yeah. not saying it. He's just like I've got the truth. I'm going to spit it out of my mouth like it's a bee. And I go, I don't want it in me. I can't, like you said, your whisper, your whisper idea of like, because then I'll have to deal with this. It's so true. He's just like, get it out of me. Get it out of me. The truth you've you've put in front of me, I can't ignore. I'm going to deny it. I'm going to spit it uh, out of my mouth and get it away from me. I just love everything about what that says. Uh, And it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, that entire sequence has just grown in in importance to me. From the first time I saw it, even though I love Rogue One, especially the first Veravino was just so, that third act, all the action really pulled me in. But I thought, ah, this scene's kind of short. You learn in the novel, it's a longer scene. You can't put a two-hour, uh, you know, conference on, in, in a movie. I get that. But that scene, the way they kind of compacted all the ideas into it, and Noah Jabal being such a key part of it, that's why I think it's important. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. And if you really watch that scene again, everybody is making arguments, and some of them are sound rational. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Draven even uh, predicts uh, Palpatine's plot in Return of the Jedi. Maybe they're yeah. just drawing us in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost everybody is making a point. This is that moment where Noah Jabel is just like, ah, ah. <laughs> he's not really making a point. He's just like, do not want. Yeah. <laughs> Sitcom hands in the air. I can't deal with this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's my number four. Noah Jabel having a moment of doubt. Love that. Love that. So I was, I'll have to admit this next one. I wouldn't have thought this was on my list uh, right away. I, I dig, did some digging in the sense of, I just kind of pulled back and, and said to myself, what are some big, Moments, some big, big acts of uh, courage, big acts of action in the rebellion. And then I went to this moment and it's a little, a little in the spirit of like the torn far, you know, standby and control. This is just what we do. Uh, this is what we are with the rebellion. I'm going to Rogue One. So my number four is Captain Cato Okune. Mm. Talk about saying things uh, your own way. Uh, and this is the captain of the Hammerhead Corps vet that slams into the Star Destroyer. This is mm. following Radis's. I've got an idea. And I just love the strength that is, uh, it is just his the strength. He projects hand on the, on the bar and, and his final, uh, you know, words that we hear uh, prepare for impact. And it's simple. And I, I don't want to, you know, ever just dig and, and put stuff there. That's not there. Uh, it's a smaller little moment in line, but I just, that whole sequence is this big fist pumping moment. And we rightfully focus on, Radis going, hold on here, yeah, call up a Corvette. Uh, and then this ties to, you know, the, the Rebels episode with, with Leia delivering those Hammerhead Corvettes. So it's got big picture ramifications. But just in that moment, it's a fist pumping rebellion moment that comes at this apparent sacrifice, by the way. Uh, you know, I would say that the, the, the skeleton crew passes away here uh, in this moment. Um, so it's a sacrifice and it's just without question. It's just you imagine getting that message. From Radis, hey, here's what we need you to do. And here's uh, this captain just going, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Prepare for impact. We're going to do this to save the day for the bigger picture. It's the rebellion spirit in a little moment. It's truly a, a moment of victory. And I you said, wouldn't have, even when we started to come up with this list, I, I wouldn't have jumped to my mind because I, I wouldn't think of it in this way and, and boil it down to this one character. But shout out to Captain Cato Okune and his prepare for impact can-do spirit. <laughs> 
the can-do spirit of uh, Captain Cato Okwone. Wow, that is fun to try to say. I'm so glad you included this moment. I was thinking about this moment. Uh, so many Rogue One possibilities. Mm -hmm. I really love this whole sequence. I love this specific moment. Uh, but I just, I really love this. Uh, it's so rich because that could have so easily been Radis turning and saying, you know, concentrate all firepower on this part mm. of the Star Destroyer. It's like, don't give up, just keep pushing through. And it could be just random shoots, sh shots, and then explosions. I love that we see a clever, surprising strategy. Yeah. Um, and I love that it is this symbolic strategy where, yes, these Star Destroyers are, you know, they're bigger than us. They are more heavily gunned. But maybe a small ship <laughs> that is tac using tactics to apply pressure at a specific point. Maybe this small thing can actually take down this big thing is, you know, yeah. a little bit of the relationship between uh, the rebellion and the empire. So it's such mm -hmm. a great moment uh, all around. I'm so glad you included it. Yeah. And I wanted to highlight the, the ship names. Uh, it's, it's, as we know, uh, it's disabling uh, the Persecutor, the Star Wars Destroyer, uh, Imperial Star Destroyer. I mean, and they love those names. What are the most menacing evil names you can find? <laughs> and then the flip side is, is this Hammerhead, Hammerhead Corvette is Lightmaker. And it's simple. It's on the surface. You can see the difference. But I just love even that. That kind of uh, you know, factors into my decision. But just uh, it's, it's really a maker of rebellion light in this moment. I'm, I'm here for it. Absolutely. And it's great to revisit uh, those names I used to have memorized for trivia. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then poof, they fly away. I want to remember it all, but there is so much. Lightmaker is a fun one to remember, though. Great number four. Uh, yes. And so now, thank you, sir. We are up to your number three. My number three, I knew I needed to go uh, somewhere with this character. And I, I think I've seen this moment before, but it was really scrubbing through Return of the Jedi that made me uh, be able to pick this moment. And I, <laughs> I'm so thrilled by it. Uh, there is the character who is known as Ori Marco, uh, the Drazilian uh, member of the Rebel Alliance. Uh, he has the a cool cape, uh, cloak thing, and uh, an eye patch. Uh, and I have this uh, long relationship with him because action figure wise, he was known as Prune Face. <laughs> Back when they just had insulting names like Walrus Man and Prune Face. Prune Face was at the height of yeah. insulting, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> and I've, I've got this in a stand up bit on, on an album uh, called Rebel Scum. You can check it out on my website or uh, Bandcamp. Um, that I went with through a journey with him because he was one of the last lingering figures that I found on a shelf. I found mm. him uh, in 85 or 86 even at mm. like a Walgreens, which was like normally had the dregs of action figures. He was one of the last figures I got. And I was like, cool. Uh, it's sad that this era is ending, but I got one more bounty hunter <laughs> for yeah. a long time. It was like, uh, prune phase he's a scary looking alien he is uh he's a bounty hunter and then i learned a lesson about yeah. assumptions yeah <laughs> discovered yeah. no he's actually with the rebel alliance he's in shots in return of the jedi that you missed kid uh yeah. once i had the vhs um so i wanted to to highlight ari marco in one of the places that he uh appears the best is there's <laughs> a scene where if you're not looking, you could ignore Ori Marco. We're going to the Endor celebration with the Ewoks, the victory celebration in the foreground. 
another great uh, Rebel Alliance member, Nine Num, is congratulating uh, pilots, doing some half bro hugs and some back bats. <laughs> but in the background, just dancing with joy is a Drazilian uh, freedom fighter, Ori Marco. It, uh, treat yourself. If you don't know this shot, mm. just scrub through every shot uh, in the party montage and enjoy Ori Marco dancing in the background. I love this. And I must say, I think at some point I was aware of this, but I also, maybe that's me. Maybe I'm, I'm nowhere jabelling myself by taking the truth and spitting out of my mouth. I don't think I've ever seen this. I really think so. Uh, and, and I uh, saw your list and watched it. It might be the greatest thing in star Wars ever friends. Uh, <laughs> I, you need to watch this. First of all, just watch a lot of that indoor dance. I don't think, We've all taken a moment to appreciate a Mon Calamari kind of shuffling like a junior high dance. Um, <laughs> yes. There's some weird rebels, uh, rebel dances going on. I don't know what's going on. And it's wonderful. And it just reminds you of, you know, what Star Wars is. It's it's the poignant and the silly like we talk about a lot here. But you're right. It Now, I will never unsee it. It's amazing. And then maybe, like, what was he doing? Was he up on a cruiser? Were they on the ground? Like, what were they doing in the fight? I, there might be a canon answer. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to research this. The Drazilians, I, I, you can't miss them in the, in the briefing room now. You know, that, that's been long. Uh, yeah. A, a key part of our viewings. I, I, I never really focused on this. It is delightful. It is everything to me. Prune face dancing. <laughs> the dance of prune face is the spirit of rebellion. They're all there together. They're, they're, that's a party of not like, you know, um, we kick the other guy's butt. This is a party of relief and joy, yeah. right? The oppression is yeah. over and nothing left but the dancing. And then, of course, we learn there's lots of uh, problems yeah. and uh, lots of cleanup. But in this moment, it is just this release. And it, it's so fun to imagine the real world of it, too, of Richard Marquand being like just, you know, on a bullhorn being like, OK, so you yeah, yeah. you blew up the big space station. You're happy. Everybody's dancing. Dance, dance, dance. OK, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know that uh, uh, there's that old uh, saying. There, this is a twist on it. I, you dance like Ori Marco was watching. That's what I say. <laughs> that is a great one. So that is my my. I knew I needed a rebel moment of celebration, and it, mm. it's it's Ori Marco. He gets the the dance crown from me in rebel celebration. That's my number three. That's a great number three. The spirit of celebration. Uh, to get to that celebration, you got to fight. You got to start the fight. And that is where we go with my number three. We're going to Yavin 4, the Masasi Temple there. General Jan Dodana. Oh, he has a lot of great little lines, including uh, the plans from Princess Leah. And talk about how names are said differently <laughs> from beat to beat in Star Wars. His line is historic. It's historic. Then man your ships and may the force be with you. That's the first time on film that a character said that. May the force be with you is marketing. It's what we know. It's what, uh, you know, certainly uh, Kenobi uh, says and what, what keeps being said over and over and over again. Love the love the play on it. Last Jedi, Leia and Holdo. Who has not said, who has not signed an email uh, with, uh, you know, may the force be with you with MTFBWY? Like, who hasn't done that? And it all kind of begins with General Jan Dodonna. So I want to give him that credit, but it's also about action, man your ships. But also, there's a little bit of, uh, for me personally, and we may have discussed it at some episode uh, over our six plus years now of broadcasting, Joseph, but I just naturally, because of this line, just associate the light side of the force with the rebels and the good, the good folks in the galaxy. 
Uh, and that seems, well, yeah, Ken, that's kind of simple. But no, I mean, I just was like, yeah, the rebels, all of them, they all use the force because he's saying it at this meeting and all these pilots, they're not Jedi, but they're, they're understanding it. They're going, yeah. Oh, oh, oh you're right. Final thing. We're going to use the force. Great. Now, then you could argue that not, a lot of them don't. Luke's the only one that turns off the targeting computer and uses the force. That's a different uh, moment and beep. But I just, as a kid grew up with this moment, I would point to it. of like, yeah, no, no, the force likes the rebels. Jen Dodonna said it. Didn't you hear it? <laughs> so may the force be with you. And they all nodded. So I love everything about this moment, including its weird legacy with my own childhood. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Uh, this was this was one I considered as well. It, it, you're so right. It's got that call to action and the the famousness of of you know that's a, a trivia trap of like when you're asked early on who was the first person to say may the force be with you, you your mind goes to the main characters, right? And then you realize no, it's Dodonna. Um, but I went through a similar journey with it. Of you know, I think I had that long period where my fandom was that the films weren't available to me, and it was trading cards and action figures. And mm-hmm. my brother and I would divide the action figures into like the Force users, and then the Rebels. And I think in my mind, you know, kind of got steeped into well, like, well, the Force is like this spiritual thing that like Yoda and Luke are into. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And then when I uh, finally had the films on VHS again and started to watch it a lot, it really hit me how much uh, in in uh, New Hope that the Force is discussed by the uh, Imperials as you know, it's sad devotion to an ancient religion. We talked about that line in our yeah. uh, Imperials episode, and the meaning of this simple line of. Dodonna is representative, one of the leaders of the rebellion being like, no, we have, we have belief. The force is this symbol that uh, we are all connected in that uh, nature matters. And here it's this huge contrast to a, a technological terror that's, you know, eradicating a planet that it's not about like Dodonna is like, and all of you remember to meditate and get ready to use the force. It's yeah. that we believe in this. It's it's spiritual, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that that is the perspective of the alliance. And nobody looks back at him and go like, <laughs> "Keep your weird spirituality away." Like it's the it's yeah. that they believe in this. And then the added layer that that is a form of defiance, right? That the yeah. empire or the empire and the emperor in particular have have tried to absolutely squash. Yeah. This from the galaxy, because even though the Emperor and Vader uses the dark side, uh, they don't want the light side connecting people and giving them hope. Right. So this is an absolute act of defiance. Right. <laughs> Indeed. Absolutely. Very, very much a declaration of what we believe in and what we're about to do. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great pick. Love a general Jan Dodonna or, you know, his great line in Rogue One. Or so you've told us. I do wish I had a little more Dodonna in Rogue One. <laughs> especially with Barristan Selmy playing him there. All right, that is my number three, but now we're up to your number two. We're looking at our favorite rebel moments. What do you got? Uh, my number two, I really wanted to include this rebel uh, because uh, he is, for me, uh, the generation that uh, I grew up in, the famous rebel because he's the other rebel who made it all the way through. Obviously, we know uh, in canon some others did as well now, but I'm talking about Wedge Antilles. Um, and I went to a moment, uh, I, I almost wanted to go with some of his great hugs he, he, in, in greetings <laughs> at the yep. Andor celebration. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, a lot of great moments, but I had to go to what I think is one of the classic wedge moments, uh, that is very symbolic of the rebellion is classic line. Uh, look at the size of that thing. <laughs> um, I, I think I love that because Wedge is really presented uh, in the movies with a little bit of time we get to spend with him in 
great amount of development that he gets in books. I, I have not read every one of those, uh, the Rogue Squadron right. books where he, he really took on a, a huge amount of life, but I, I love him in the canon stuff that we have in Aftermath and other books. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just always been the the steady guy who's got your back, right? And yeah. uh, is the guy who is uh, reasonable enough to, knows when he needs to get out of the fight. He's not doing any good back there. And to see the this guy who's kind of got uh, you know uh, that sort of steady energy to mm. be like yep we're gonna do it yep man our ships may the force be with us we're not gonna back down the empire oh wow look at the size of that thing <laughs> it's that beat of reasonable like i, I knew it was big <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I-, I saw the uh older you know digital graphics I-, I comprehend the size of the thing but now i'm feeling it you know it's it's a great little beat for the character, but it's also just such great storytelling to be like, the odds are really against them. You know, yeah. the stakes are really high. Look at the size of that thing. Absolutely. You got to have Wedge on there. There's a lot of, yeah, you talk about handshakes, good handshake with Wedge at oh, yeah. Endor. A lot of stuff there. But yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is uh, such an off-quoted line, uh, often quoted uh, uh, sometimes with, uh, I would say, uh, nefarious purposes too. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's just the, the energy, the the shock and awe of everything. Yeah, I think you're right. It does have uh, does have some meaning there. And just, it's also very, just, it's just realistic. Like, why wouldn't you say that? I'd say that too. If I turned the corner and saw that <laughs> barreling down on my base and my very existence, and, and we got to go up. It, it, it's, it's a little of the two fighters against a starter store, kind of like the re- rebellion's always up against those odds. Always up yep. against them. Yep, and always questions them. And then it, it makes it even more impressive that they push yeah. them. Oh, that's a great number two. Wedge, we love you. We celebrate Wedge here. Uh, my number two, I'll admit, it's 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 the biggest one on my list in terms of uh, just overall uh, and importance, but just it's not just a little line. It's not just a little look. Uh, again, kind of pulled back, challenged myself to just think think of rebels, think of rebel leaders, think, think of things they've uh, said and and then done. And this one popped into my head, and, and I uh, rewatched it this morning. Joseph, we were almost late to our recording session because I ended up just watching this episode. Uh, we also had to review some Clone Wars stuff. Uh, it is going to Star Wars Rebels Season 3, uh, Episode 21, I believe. I might have put 22 in my notes, but it's Episode 21, which mm. is Part 1 of Zero Hour. This is the end of Season 3, and it is the actions, the sacrifice, the honorable just actions of Commander June Sato and his sacrifice over Adelon in the Battle of Adelon. Uh, he's in his ship, uh, Phoenix Nest. We know Phoenix Squadron, so key to the uh, Star Wars Rebels storyline. And they've, uh, you know, Sato's kind of been going toe-to-toe with Thrawn in a way. There's that great episode of, of him uh, needing uh, Phoenix Squadron to uh, rescue his nephew. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. This is a great character, a great leader. Uh, love his presence in the show. Uh, Keon Young voices him, uh, a great uh, venerable actor, too. And he's in this moment going up with the with the the Phoenix Nets that 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 stolen uh, repurposed uh, Quasar class uh, destroyer ship going up against the Interdictor under the command of uh, Constantine, who is the exact opposite. Constantine has this <laughs> line: "She says, I will not be denied the glory of this kill.' Sato is it, it, Sato, excuse me, is is exact opposite in every." Way. And he knows that in order for Ezra to get away, uh, to escape the interdictor, uh, he needs to make this sacrifice. And he sends everyone away, but two of his crewmen stay. And even in that moment, he's 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 like he just kind of nods. He gives them the full respect of their choice. 
and doesn't say, no, 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 you got to get out of here. I'll handle this myself. He's just just like, all right, man, your positions. And it is uh, the spirit of Torrin Farr, the spirit of uh, Riken and just accepting what it is and prepare for impact. It's all these things we've kind of talked about. And he gives up his life. Uh, This episode came out, I think, in 2017. It has some energy with the Holdo maneuver as well, with the ship going into another ship and a little bit of the Hammerhead Corvette uh, thing, but I, I mean that in, in 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 a good way. Of just it's it's reminiscent of these great moments and these great moments of uh, sacrifice. Oh, actually, take about the whole. Obviously, the holder one would have been a little bit later. I think this one mm-hmm. was before, uh, but it's in twenty seventeen. All I have to say, it's just a powerful moment. I think even as celebrated as Rebels is, this could slightly get overlooked. Uh, it's part of this big battle. It doesn't end the battle. It doesn't even end the arc. We got one more to go. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff with with, with uh, Bendu. We got Ezra, but all of this just in the story sense, doesn't happen. If he doesn't make the sacrifice, they don't, uh, Ezra doesn't get away. Uh, the Masasi squadron, Dodana, everyone, they, they got to get away. Phoenix squadron, they've got to get away. That doesn't happen without this. And they don't go on to Yavin 4. They don't win this battle. They don't go on to save the galaxy. Uh, this is a very key moment, and I love it. And it's a great action from a rebel leader. So it's my number two. Uh, I think that is a great pick to have some of these big moments, too. Uh, and I have not watched this uh, specific uh, episode uh, in a long time. I'm really uh, looking forward to getting back into Rebels and, and mm. really uh, uh, cementing all these great details. But I remember my uh, shock. Like, I feel like I was successfully uh, positioned to be shocked. Like, mm-hmm. Rebels, I think, uh, you're really looking forward, like I said, to revisiting it. Um, and I, But I think it does, it starts off definitely with high stakes, but it starts off a little bit like, this is maybe for younger viewers. You know, I had gotten attuned to the darkness of the Clone Wars, particularly toward the end, where just mm-hmm. there's slaughter and there's sadness and there's darkness everywhere. And Rebels felt a little brighter of like, we're yeah. going to tell the story of this plucky kid and this plucky family. And there's going to be some, you know, some jokes and some fun. And they're up against something scary. But the Stormtroopers aren't too scary. And then the stakes get higher and higher, right? Yeah. And it sort of tricked me into feeling like maybe this isn't the kind of show where that this this nice commander we've met yeah, would do something like that. And I think it made it even more effective as a piece of storytelling for me when I was uh, just seeing it. It made me like respect the moment and the character even more that I cause it was lulled uh, at the beginning of Rebels into a false sense of security mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. about how intense it would get. It's because you're like, hey, Hera, Hera has orange pants and uh, we got bright color. We're good. This is happy, happy, happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think there is a little tonal uh, shift uh, from the Clone Wars, but it sets yes, up yes. incredibly great, powerful, uh, meaningful moments like this. Yeah, so don't forget Commander June Sato, a great character in Star Wars Rebels and a great figure in the Rebel Alliance. That is my number two. We've got your number two, which means we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, some honorable mentions, and then our number one choices for our favorite Rebel moments. Stick around for more Star Wars Rebels. 
Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back. Star Wars Ranked. Me, Ken Napsuck, and Joseph Scrimshaw are ranking our favorite rebel moments. Not rebels moments, though we just, just listed one. Our favorite moments featuring key rebel leaders, fighters, pilots, their lines, their little moments, their actions that change the galaxy. And as always, we have some things that didn't quite make our top five. So let's get to them. Joseph, you've got a great list of honorable mentions. I'm sneak peeking right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, take us through it. Uh, well, one I wanted to pull from the books, it's not a, a specific moment we see in the book. It's just something that happened that is the spirit of rebellion. A lot of great uh, rebels to pick from in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. I'm uh, particularly attached to Wild Lark. I love his story uh, that he comes from a planet that is usually kind of just uh, stays to itself, but believes that the galaxy is all connected and that if they are asked to help, they need to help. While Lark is one of the, the people from this planet picked to go help the galaxy in its uh, fight against the destructive uh, empire. I love his story that they they fly na natural beasts. So to him, flying is natural. He has a relationship with the A-Wing. Uh, but just that moment of, uh, yep, help is needed. We believe in that. And so 
I shall go and help is just such a great <laughs> uh, yes. rebel moment. So while Lark leaving home to help Alphabet Squadron, to, to help the re- rebellion and join Alphabet Squadron is on my list. Um, yeah. Another small moment that I know you are a big fan of as well, we talk about a lot, uh, impacted me as a kid. Um, when the uh, executor or executor, depending on how you like to say the names of Superstar Destroyers, <laughs> yeah. uh, is uh, destroyed, in Akbar, who's normally been a great leader, go, 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 uh, flipper flying, giving commands, um, the way he just kind of melts in his chair and has that sigh. Mm. Ah, I love mm. Akbar's sigh because, again, it's about relief. It's mm-hmm. not that, like, mm-hmm. yes, we want to dominate. We want to be better than you. <laughs> We're yeah. dancing and laughing in your face. It's just. I don't want to be doing this. I'd be rather be swimming around back home at Moncala, you know, Uh, this thing needs to fall because it's going to create so much pain and atrocity in just the relief Mm. that that part of it is done. I I love that sigh. I've celebrated Akbar science so many different ways, uh, including writing about it, talking about it. And we're not done talking about it. It, it, It's big. And I talk about the spirit of all of it. I love what you just said there, Joseph, of just like, Rebel Alliance is here to survive and survive to get through this, to win the day for everyone else out there. And this is, uh, this is what needs to happen without this. The star story doesn't go down. I think they're all dead. Uh, Death star be dead. I think this is just a symbol of, of them being trapped in this, in this trap. I should should say. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's not, it's not a fist pump. I love that. It's a, Oh, we might do this. And that's everything to me in, in the rebellion. Yeah, no, and I love the the tactical analysis. Like, uh, yeah, the executor uh, only has uh, orders to keep them there, right? So, like, oof, yeah, I was like, at least we can get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm, love yeah, it. love it. Uh, do you want me to continue? Yeah, uh, well, uh, give me one more, then we'll uh, we'll switch it up here. Yeah, yeah, staying in the Mon Cala Lane. Uh, many Radis moments uh, that are important to me. Uh, I know you're a big uh, fan of Radis. I love the grumpy old Mon Calamari as well, and in particular, I just. Uh, many meaningful moments, but I had to include this line that I've just always loved from Rogue One because it is a little bit more in a, a spirit of fun. Uh, like almost everything Radis says, it has a real go get him energy. We're going to do this. It's what's right. Uh, it's the line where he, where he realizes like, okay, well, they're down there trying to get the plans. Uh, we got to make the best of it. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, he's already sent the fleet, uh, the, the uh, blue squadron down there as best as he can to help. Uh, the shield's closed and he says, Engage those star destroyers and let's start probing those shields. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a great just command and it just oh it's the word probe. It, it's <laughs> it's 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 the it, engage those star destroyers. Great great command. And then you know it could be anything and like and let's try to take out that shield and like yeah, yeah and let's bomb for soft spots. I guess that's even worse. Um, <laughs> engage those star destroyers and let's start probing those shields. It's just like. It, it, it gets this vibe that you could hear Radis say, like, you know, uh, quote uh, Batman in the Dark Knight of like, you don't get it. Uh, this is an operating <laughs> table and I'm the surgeon. I'm going to find your weak spots, weak spots, you know. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. And I absolutely know uh, I've told the story before, but I think for the benefit of uh, our, our newer listeners and just those those who have forgotten, uh, this this line is so important to both of us, Joseph. And, and when I first met, had the pleasure of meeting Stephen Stanton at Collider. I asked him to say this line into my phone and I was going to text you the video. Steven's very accommodating, but also smart enough to know this line might be used in a negative way. <laughs> and he goes, okay, okay. And he, he stops me and goes, 
what is this for? And I go, just my friend Joseph. They go, oh, okay, okay. And I said, like, but I just, I just love everything about it. So to actually hear him say it in person and, and on video was great. But yeah, this, this is one of those classic Star Wars lines in a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's just so fun. It, it's an odd uh, word choice, but it is still just incredibly in the spirit. And that, yeah, that video is, uh, is treasured and I don't share it. Uh, out of out of uh respect uh but it's a it's a treasure to have i love this line it's the the Mm -hmm. energy and the fun of star wars love it love everything about that we're gonna go to some honorable mentions from me and uh you know i went i went really small but big with some of these moments here these honorable ones i just felt felt, i don't know there's not enough to be on the list but i gotta mention them so i'm gonna run through a couple of these quite frankly silly choices here first one up is general crick's madeen's hair um, I, why? Because when I think of, uh, rebel leaders, I, I think of, of, of general Maidine, think of old Cricks. And then you got to think of that hair. It's kind of eighties. It's kind of its own thing. It's kind of sci-fi and it is, uh, it's a little wonky, but it gets the job done. It is the rebel Alliance. It is, it is the spirit. It's all of in Maidine's hair. <laughs> just go with me on that though. Yeah, I mean, you can get distracted by the beard and not focus on the hair, but yeah. the hair deserves some focus. It's got kind of a cone shape. To, it's got a lot of things going on. And it's definitely early. I kind of had that haircut as a kid, that little uh, Adam Rich ate his enough bowls cut, but it's kind of an updated. It's, it's, a, it's a thing, man, and I love it. it yeah, uh, it's like a bowl cut with a sweep. I, I like to think that he combed with that pointer the action figure came with it. He just gave it a yes, little sweep. That's why he has the pointer. <laughs> uh, so from there... Uh, Small, but even more important, I think. Uh, Nine Numbs uh, uh, laugh, mm. and, and and there's some great moments. It's a great character, and I love everything about Nine Numb. Uh, but just his his <laughs> his big, just hearty laugh. There's two big laughs, you know, uh, when when Lando, but kind of when they're both going in, uh, taking it into the Death Star when the shield blows up. There's just those great moments. You all know where they are in the films, but I just love that with all hell breaking loose around them. This is the battle for Endor. This is the battle for the galaxy in a lot of ways at this moment. Just it's you talk about, you know, we got the sigh of Akbar and the spirit of survival, spirit of relief. That to me is his laugh in this moment. And it's so big and it's contagious, but it's just kind of like, oh my God. Yeah, you're right. We might win. We might get out of here. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and, and just also, uh, you know, a little joy helps fuel hope. And, and I think a, a lot about that. So got to shout out Nine Numbs Laugh. Oh, it's a great laugh. It's it's contagious, and it really is like this uh, almost giddy, like, we're going to be able to do this. This is great. And if you believe uh, some of what is written about Nine Numb in some uh, modern canon, uh, he might have also had a shot from a flask. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that for me is going to Rogue One. I love this little moment, and and all, there's so much action in, in, in the third act of Rogue One, some some of which we've already talked about. Um I love the moment where the ATACT kind of emerges and, uh, you know, Baze is down there and it does not look good. And Baze takes that big shot and it's in the trailer. And, you know, and then the X-Wings show up and save the day. And the first X-Wing to take that shot is, is General Antok Merrick. And after he, you know, destroys the, the walker, it explodes and the, the rebels on the ground are saved. And there's just that cut back to him. He's just got that smile on his face. And I don't necessarily think it's cocky or confident. I think, again, it's the spirit of joy, a spirit of we are here. We're here to kind of save the day because we need to. and We're all going to make this choice now. I just love that little moment. I love a lot of little shots with Blue Squadron in Rogue One. There's just something. The sun is shining down. The scarif sun is shining down. It's just this joy amongst this uh, dark, important battle. 
Oh, I really love that moment. General Merrick, it, you, we, we meet lots of frustrating uh, uh, rebel and alliance leaders in Rogue One and, and Merrick's just got uh, much better. Yeah. <laughs> a much better energy, a much better aura. But yeah, it is. It, it's, the, it's the triumphant moment of like, this is why I signed up. We're finally doing what I signed up for. I just saved a bunch of rebels who are trying to make a difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a couple, uh, one more for me and I'll flip it back to you here to, and then we'll, we'll flip back here as we do here. Uh, this one, uh, I know this character is very uh, close to your heart and it's close to mine. Uh, Major Bren Derlin. Uh, we love old Cliffy in Star Wars. I've always loved uh, when the, the, the uh, deck officer shows up and, you know, Han and Luke are out in the cold. Leia's bummed out. Chewie's bummed out. 3 PS trying, but he can't really. And I love the deck off, officer kind of coming up with the information and, 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 and the major just kind of gives him the, 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 the hand motion to quiet down. <laughs> and I love everything about it, but I just also love, he knows the importance. He, he knows he needs this information. He knows the reality situation, but it's also respectful of this connection that he knows Leia has with Han, whether or not, you know, people on the base are like, are, are, are they, what's going on with them? They're always fighting in the hallways. There's that stuff, but it's just, it's respectful of her as, as, as a person, not just a leader. Uh, I think on Hoth, uh, there's so much great examples of Leia as a leader. And this is Leia as, as a person who's hurting and suffering and, 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 you know, the, the, the cause is personal on, on so many levels for everyone here. And I just like what that means. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit of compassion in the rebel Alliance. Cause in the empire, they probably just turned her and be like, he's dead. We got to go. And uh, another <laughs> example of it. So small moment, big meaning. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm so glad you included uh, major Bren Derlin. Uh, I, 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 I didn't because I made myself leave empire because I was like, uh Oh, I did it too. I did that too, Joseph. I'm have I'm like, I gotta all go. All my moments. <laughs> I can't stay in Empire, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I over-edited uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but yeah, so many great moments with him. Everybody, your stations. Let's go. Uh, is a great yeah. one with the the double thumbs. Uh, but this, yeah, it, it is absolutely another moment that shows the the kindness and the respect of the rebellion, even though it is a military. Uh, that it still has room for empathy in that. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's got this extra comedy to it as well, that it's, you know, space cliff Clavin, uh, for mm -hmm. once picking up on the vibe <laughs> yeah, yeah, and being tactful instead of just saying the exact wrong thing. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love it. Love, love. And you're, and you're right. I just, I had to like, I, if, much like with the Imperial one, there's so many great Imperial officer moments in Empire Strikes Back, so many great rebel moments in Empire. Uh, interesting. So had to move myself on for those movies. A couple more for you, sir. Yeah, one uh, is a character that I knew I wanted to highlight because he's one of my favorite uh, rebels, and that is Garvin Dave Grace. Um, yeah. I think we talked about a lot of his lines. Uh, we did a pilots episode. Um, yes, we talked about some of his, uh, you know, great and classic lines and just his vibe. Uh, so I went to a scene that is one of those weird uh, time, the way time works scenes. I will always think of it as a new scene. It has been there for an extremely long time. Uh, 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 <laughs> but it yes. was, you know, added back in the special edition uh, eras mm. um, when uh, Garvin Dave Drace uh, comes up to, uh, to Biggs and Luke and is kind of making sure that he asks Luke if he's sure you can handle this and and, and uh, Biggs gives uh, you know Luke a, a quick vote of support and then there's this great little moment from Garvin Dave Drace where he does the head nod and little tap with his gloves you'll do all right <laughs> it's just so supportive you get that sense of like Biggs word the vouching for Luke means a lot and there's also that like cool 
don't have time to investigate any more than that. You'll yeah. do all right. <laughs> yeah. I was really uh, caught up in that moment of just like, this is everything. And he's just like, good on you. All right, cool. I'll see you then. Like, it's, it's such a wonderful, casual, important moment. Yeah, and that actor is just so great in this role. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, and, and then my final one is this is a character that you have highlighted and, and celebrated. Uh, I really love this moment with him. Uh, it, it, we've talked about before, uh, Private Tenzigo Weems. Yes. If you want to look him up on uh, Wikipedia or in uh, any of the visual dictionaries, just fascinating vibe off this character. He's the communications, uh, one of the communications officers in Rogue One. But the moment in particular, it's got the spirit of the rebellion. Mm. <laughs> it's when he is just hauling. To, he's picked up, he's in, intercepted the Imperial signals that there are rebels on Scarif and he's just racing uh, to inform Mon Mothma and even gets held back. Like people are like, he's, he's lost his mind. <laughs> he's yeah. going to attack her or something. Like stop yeah. there, private. Like, but it's just that shot of him throwing down yeah. his headphones and just trucking. Cause he's got the spirit mm. of the rebellion in him. Important information. Uh, yeah. 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 We keep saying that phrase, the uh, spirit of the rebellion. It's just so, it's so true. When you really start to look for it, it really shows up in all the most wonderful ways. I love this character. I love this run. Love that mustache. Love everything about him. And yeah, the, the little detail. I remember the first time I saw it in the theater, like, yeah, you're at Merrick is what is like, Hey, 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 hey. it's just a, it's a <laughs> awkward beat. And, and I love everything about it. Yeah, and it, it easily could have just been somebody, you know, walking up to Mon Mothman's like, uh, you know, we've uh, we've intercepted. Like, no, it's he finds it, and she's got to know, and he runs. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Oh, great, great, great list there of honorable mentions. A couple more for me. Uh, I think, again, going back to Empire, I, I, you know, there's just so much. The, the rebels collectively cheering for the first transport is away. The first transport is away. We keep talking about joy and the spirit of rebellion. Again, Going what you said about toward far and up against the odds, everything about the rebellion and the fact that they're just like in the middle of this, like, hey, we might live. I just love the energy behind that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is an absolutely classic moment. Uh, yes. This is one that, you know, yeah, th that we mm -hmm. would need to include somewhere on on the list. Uh, yeah. You know, there should be an event. Uh, maybe there has been a celebration where people just I think I've seen some things of people just yelling it, you know, <laughs> from the top of an escalator and everybody goes, hey, with one one arm up. That's great. And if uh, yeah, maybe we'll start doing that. Uh, that's how you'll find Force Center celebration. Joseph and I will just start yelling. <laughs> uh, first transport is away. The first transport is away. Final one for me. Going back to Wedge Antilles. Uh, this was a late addition to me before I submitted uh, my list to you here. Uh, I love Return of the Jedi. They're they're in the second Death Star. Uh, Lando says, "Hey, you take that North uh, Power Reactor." And I love that Wedge Antilles' response is, "Copy, Gold Leader. I'm already on my way out." Talk about confidence. Rebellion's in a good spot right now. They're going to do the job. They're going to find a way to survive. I just love uh, so many of Wedge's lines. Love what you highlighted earlier. Love uh, Good Shot Jansen could have been in this as well. But, oh, yeah. But Copy Gold Leader, I'm already on my way out. And Wedge was. Love that. Yeah, takes out the regulator. And then uh, there's a vibe of like, yeah, like, all right, we got this. We're doing this. And he's like, <laughs> it's also like Wedge saying, this is not the first explosion I've raced away from, sir. I'm already on my way out. <laughs> it just has yeah, I know, the same kind of energy uh, of, of the uh, let's fly Lando from Revenge of the uh, Super Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I love everything about that. All right. We've, we've danced around these honorable mentions here. We've had a lot of fun here. We're going to get to our number one choices, our favorite rebel moments. Uh, I'll go with my number one so Joseph can close the show with his. And we are going, no surprise, 
to Admiral Raddus. I have talked so much about this character. Joseph loves him. I love him. We love him here. So many of you out there love him. I have uh, openly, uh, you know, cried publicly at uh, his uh, big uh, coming out of hyperspace moment. And this is Admiral Raddus of Rebel Alliance. I decided uh, I'm going to induct that one into my personal Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> you know, we don't need to put it in the Star Wars rank Hall of Fame. It certainly belongs. But I-, I wanted to take that one off the table just because I have discussed it so much. And I wanted to find something new about Raddus. And this is a moment that I know is important to you as well. I'm calling this the fighting flipper of Raddus. Uh, this is at that meeting where Noah Jabel is spitting away the truth. Death Star? Oh, no. And they get this information. And there's a couple of lines leading up to this where, where Raddus is kind of like, well, you know, if this is true, we got to do this. And I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing the lines. But, you know, well, okay, but if that's, hey, if that's the case, we got to take some action. He's, he's kind of just building to it. And then when he finally says, and, and truth be told, he doesn't really flap that flipper down. In our heads, it's a big giant of a flipper coming down. Uh, but just his simple line of, I say we fight. Now, as you and I know, the Star Wars is all about the balance of when do you fight? When do you take action? When is it not just about defense? When it is about action uh, in, as a form of defense? All those kind of big philosophical discussions there. But I think it leads up to this this moment, this moment of truth. And Radis is there for it. Is what leads to the big moment that I love so much and everyone loves so much of the declaration of the Rebel Alliance. Uh, I love all that, including the moment you talked about with, with uh, Weems running up to Mothma and then, hey, Radis is already gone and her smile. Everything about that, I think, ties uh, all roads lead to I say we fight. Uh, I love it. I love everything about it. Love what it means to the larger story. Love this character. So the fl- uh, fighting flipper of Radis, I say we fight. It's my number one moment. Uh, for uh, this list here today, celebrating Rebel moments. Oh, yeah. I think that is, is it's a great one. It is an essential one. I, I remember our first conversation where uh, I think we were both uh, reacting to the fact that the the Alliance reacted in that Noah Jabel way that we didn't expect them to. Yeah. And that Radis, uh, the reason I loved Radis uh, right away uh, is uh, this moment. I mean, the, the, the Rebel Alliance one is in- incredibly moving, but for me, it, like it was, it was this moment and, and the probing the shield. <laughs> but for me, it was this moment because he was kind of like the audience avatar mm-hmm. in this moment, right? Where we kind of go into this thinking, like, oh, that's cool. This is going to be like the Rebel Alliance, and and uh, Jen's kind of on the outside. We know from the trailers, even the ones that ended up not being accurate, of like, yeah. <laughs> I rebel, like uh, that. She's going to bring them the information, and they're going to be like. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sound the alarms, right? And instead we get this much more nuanced story that the the reality of the dark side of uh doubt and fear and disconnection um is threatening to eat away at the the rebellion too, a lack of trust, you know, with everything all the choices that Draven makes. Um so we see this this rot. And then Radis is this uh great uh big general with the big uh you know powerful fun voice but in a way he's like every kid who ever grew up with a new hope (laughs) that i I love the flipper flap because it's the totally like didn't you guys see a new hope (laughs) that's the (laughs) spirit that he's bringing to it he's us he's like no that's what the rebellion is that we stand up and fight against this um 
And we don't see his flapper, but I think the reason that I've always been obsessed with, with the flapper part of it, it besides it being a fun joke, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a fist down, but a flapper down is, uh, there are, there, there's some audio, like we don't see it, but yeah. we hear it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the audible slap of the flipper saying, <laughs> I say we fight is just, it's a, it's a great moment in a necessary moment in the storytelling of that scene and of Rogue One, but it is, it's just one of those like Han, you know, mm-hmm. almost turning to the camera and saying it's all true. It's super validating to uh, how we as the audience uh, feel about the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, and that whole sequence, and we talked about it a lot today with Noah Jabal and everything. It just, as I mentioned, I, I think even even in the viewings that I that I came out absolutely loving Rogue One, because as I said before, like my second viewing, I was just, ah, maybe I didn't like that movie as much as I thought. And by the third, it, it had balanced out and I loved everything about it, even if I had some little issues here and there. But this scene, this whole sequence is one of them. It just seemed, I don't know, it seemed kind of short. Uh, I, I, I don't know, but I, I love everything about it. All the characters, everything, even, you know, what is she proposing? That that famous background line. <laughs> Jin, what she's saying, uh, the impassioned speech, everything about it, Radis. So it's a great sequence, and I'm glad we uh, spent some time with it here today. So, yeah, it, it's, mm, it's one ahead. of the essential rebellion scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the angle of, yeah, you're right. I I, I think I, I think I probably struggled with that, the decades-long idea I had of, nah, the rebels, are, they fight, they're, they're, they're all in the same, they get along, there's no office politics or anything, and, and, and this kind of changed my view on that, and, and now in the best of ways. So this was, uh, that was my number one choice, uh, the fighting flipper of Radis. but Joseph, we're going to close out the show with your number one choice for your favorite rebel moment. What do we got? Uh, my number one, I surprised myself. I wanted to have a moment uh, from this uh, rebel leader because she is ultimately the rebel leader, Mon Mothma. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I considered uh, the classic Many Bothans Died. It's very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the spirit of uh, the rebellion uh, that we've been talking about today and that uh, flip or flap and I say we fight, I wanted a, a resounding uh, moment. And uh, I revisited Mon Mothma's speech in Rebels Season 3, Episode mm. 18, Secret Cargo. Uh, as we said, uh, a lot of times lately, I really need to do a full rewatch of Rebels. I've rewatched uh, bits and pieces of episodes. This is one of those moments that really snuck up on me and how important it is to the story of Star Wars. That yeah. it is the the Rebel Alliance has been beginning, you know, since cutscenes in Revenge of the Sith. Since uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Padme said, so this is how liberty dies, uh, you know, with thunderous applause. Uh, that's, in some ways, I consider that for my number one. <laughs> that's yeah. the yeah. spiritual beginning of the rebellion. Uh, they've been working and working and working. They've been trying to keep this government functioning, hoping for some way to resolve this other than than violence. So well documented in the Leia Princess of Alderaan book where they're looking for any way to not have this be a conflict. And this speech is this uh, moment of we've been slowly building. We've been having these separate cells, secret alliances. But now is the time to be loud, proud, public, say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, the emperor uh, is an emperor uh, has no clothes moments, but it's the emperor is <laughs> an evil wizard moment. She doesn't specifically say that, but it is a specific like the Senate it doesn't work anymore. It, they are they're We're being manipulated by the emperor who mm-hmm. is a tyrant and total opposite of the Death Star. This is a nonsense. No matter how scary it is, the galaxy has to know 
we're living under a horrific uh, oppressive regime and it has yeah. to change. So a couple of specific moments from her speech that I wanted to highlight. I really like this section where she says, beginning today, we stand together as allies. I hereby resign from the Senate to fight for you, not from the distant halls of politics, but from the front lines. Uh, I really, really love everything that's contained in that. We stand together as allies. It's practical saying we had all these different cells, but we are mm-hmm. truly, truly coming together. But it's the spirit of connection that defines the light side, defines the rebellion. And uh, I, I'm not, uh, I got plenty of criticisms with uh, with politicians in the real world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't always prescribe to the, uh, politicians are useless. Uh, they're largely often the way that actual change eventually happens when we, the public, put enough pressure on them. Uh, but I like in the context of uh, this story that a lot of what we've seen Palpatine do is he has kind of manipulated people's devotion to ideals to keep them from from going outside the lines, right? Like right, that's right. what he's doing to Mace. Is they keep talking about the Jedi Order of like, uh, I'm going to have the Senate get involved in Jedi business. And if you push back, you're the ones who will look like you're challenging the Senate. So stay inside your box. Right. Yeah. And this is that moment where she's like, I'm calling it as it is. Mm. The government that I respect is a joke. It's not real right now. So mm-hmm. I am going to go on the front lines and I'm going to store a real government and the real ideals that we believe in. There's just yeah. so much meaning packed into this mm-hmm. and it's really inspiring too. And then she has that great moment of doubt and then everybody shows up and then she says, this, my friends, this is our rebellion. And that's uh, my number one. It is. It, I think it actually has to be the number one in so many ways. It's such a great moment. I can't wait for us to dive back into Rebels, something we plan to do. Uh, I uh, found myself like you, like moved by this, not surprised, not surprised at all. I love the character of Mothma, but that this shows up in Rebels, that it has such big uh, connection to the entire Star Wars story they love so much and the themes. And it's just such a brave moment. She's outing herself here, right? She's telling the galaxy uh, and putting a target on her back. Talking about death marks are a hard thing to live <laughs> with. Um, she's essentially doing that there. Uh, and, and, and I've talked often about the, the description of Mothma in the Revenge, uh, well, Revenge of the Jedi, the Return of the Jedi novelization uh, is, is so locked in with this moment. It, it, it sets it up. It, it's almost as if, uh, you know, uh, the team behind Rebels read that novelization and were like, hey, we really got some Mothma <laughs> stuff here. It was in the DNA of the character and how she kind of needed to be the leader, the sense of the rebellion needed uh, someone at the front because it was fractured. It was uh, different ways to to lead. And we still, that they still got to have to deal with that. But it's such a brave, important moment. And it's Mon Mothma's, but it's not just hers. It's the Rebellion's moment. So I totally agree with you, sir. This is the number one choice. Yeah, it's so great that it is. This, my friends, is our Rebellion. A great spirit of connection and a brave choice from an individual Mon Mothma. This was a ton of fun, Ken. Thank you. Uh, a lot of fun. And thanks to uh, several fans who uh, were like, hey, hey, don't forget the Rebels. They, they got some cool <laughs> leaders here. Uh, so loved exploring that. Loved exploring the themes and the important things, the spirit of the rebellion indeed. A lot of fun. Uh, we, uh, my friends, are the Force Center Podcast feed. If you're looking to find us, we're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked if you want to join this specific conversation. And uh, you can find us on Instagram and YouTube as well. We are also on Facebook. If uh, you still go there, uh, Force Center 
uh, podcast mm-hmm. is where you can find us there. Uh, merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash four center. Don't forget, you can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash four center. You can find us on a lot of different spaces, uh, including ACAST, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search, you'll find us. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash four center. You can find me at uh, Ken Napsock, go to my website, KenNapsock.com. We also want to mention, uh, just uh, confirmed this past week, at Star Wars Celebration, May, May 26, 2 p.m. podcast stage, we'll be on Alex and Molly Damon's uh, podcast. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun. Look for us there. All right, Joseph, where can they find you and all your thoughts on Mon Mothma? <laughs> yeah, you can find lots of thoughts of different kinds on my website at josephsgrimshot.com as well as uh, some uh, information coming up on some uh, live performances, uh, things like that. And you can go to find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw uh, on one of our episodes. I bemoaned uh, the dangers of the TikTok algorithm and several of you came to like Seal Bibble, like my Seal Bibble video. So if you'd like to see my Seal Bibble <laughs> video and fight against the algorithm of TikTok, uh, I invite you to do that. Uh, all social media at Joseph Scrimshaw. Love it. Love it. That's it. That's it, my friends. For all the rebels out there making a difference. We'll see you next time. Star Wars has been ranked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.